Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Real quick before we get started, if you enjoy reading about signs and if you enjoy fiction like Bridget Jones and Sex in the City, you might enjoy my books, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend too. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. Gina Laurie is a fan of the Royals on E! and that's why we're friends on Instagram. I was a co-host on the After Show panel on After Buzz and she started following me and I followed her back because I loved her posts and stories and here we are. I have of course come to learn that she is so much more than a fan of the Royals television show. She practices yoga, meditation, gratitude and more and something told me to reach out to her to be on this show and I always listen to the somethings. Hi Gina! Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so happy we're doing this. I'm so glad to be here. Like you had said, I started following you from your podcast on the Royals. I was and still am a huge fan of the Royals. <laughs> Very underrated television show, in my opinion. But, I agree. Uh, <laughs> after that, I you know, started following you on social media and just felt connected to you in some way. I don't know why, but I've just felt some sort of connection. So Me here too. we are today. I yeah, I don't always follow people back, but you know, there's some crazy people on the internet. But um, yeah, I just felt <laughs> such a connection to you. And so it's so funny because my first question was, how mad were you that the Royals was not picked up for season five? Oh, oh, very sore subject. Very sore. <laughs> it's um, such a sore subject. Yeah. It, it's yeah I mean it just was left on such a huge cliffhanger and <laughs> just not to have any of your questions answered it's just it's rough but uh you know life goes on <laughs> yeah it, that's true for anyone listening who did not watch the royals it's a it ran for four seasons it was on E and it depicted a fictional British royal family and if you want to watch it I won't spoil it but I'll just say you'll be very upset that they did not give us a season five but <laughs> well, go but, watch it go watch yes, it it's on Amazon it. Prime go watch it <laughs> and then find Gina and I on Instagram and we'll talk about it with you Exactly. I love talking about it. I've actually, you know, it's funny because I've con I connected with other fans through that also on like Twitter and stayed in touch with like one girl I became friendly with, you know, we talk all the time online. So, so it's funny, funny how those things kind of bring you together. I love your Instagram stories and the things you post. They're full of positivity and hope and good energy and self-awareness and, and they're, they're inspiring. But factually, how would you describe yourself? I know you're from Long Island. I know you like yoga, but how would you, what would you say your, your bio is? Well, first of all, my main job is I teach pre-K. So oh. it's, it's a very uplifting job. It's great spending your day with kids every day. They're a lot of fun and provide a lot of humor for my day. And I also, like you said, I'm a yoga instructor and yoga is something that came into my life in a serious way. I mean, I've always kind of, you know, gone to the gym and done yoga, but came into my life in a very serious way a couple of years ago and really got me out of a very dark time in my life. And mm -hmm. I started practicing yoga and it, it helped me so much. It helped me to clear my head and, you know, use my body in a positive way. And so I decided to become a yoga instructor. I wanted to share that with other people. I wanted to share that, that release, that, 
you know, that feeling, that good feeling that yoga gave to me, I wanted to give to other people. So I decided to become a yoga instructor. It comes through that it's part of your spiritual journey, it sounds like. Like I can tell you're on a spiritual journey and it sounds like yoga is part of it. Is that accurate? Yes, very, very much so. The dark place that you were in when we were chatting over DM, you said that you had a life event where you felt that angels sent you signs that saved your life. Is that related to the dark place a couple of years ago? That is completely unrelated. Oh. That, that yes, oh, that wow. that happened many years ago. Oh, that wow. incident. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this so more recent. This... Beginning. <laughs> so um, yeah. when you talk about that event. Sure. So I was in high school, which is a long time ago. (laughs) And um, uh, it was the, uh, our senior prom. And my friends and I had all like rented a limo, typical, I guess, Long Island teenager (laughs) kind of things. And or Mm -hmm. yeah, suburban teenager things, you know, you rent a limo and you go out and then people always do something after the prom, right? Like they go away Mm -hmm. or here in Long Island, like people go to the Hamptons or, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But my friend had a house in the Poconos and she invited us to all come out there. So the night after our prom, we had all come back and to my one friend's house. And most of my friends crashed there that night, but my prom date couldn't come with us for the weekend. So I was driving him home and then I just said, I'll just go home myself and I'll sleep. And then I'll come back the next morning and we can all leave together to mm. drive to Pennsylvania. And when I came back the next day, my friends had all sort of configured like who was going in whose car. And they said, you know, that I was going in one of my friend's cars and they were kind of sticking me in the middle in the back because I'm really short. And so they were like, oh, you can sit like where the hump is in the back mm-hmm. seat, you know, like where you're for the short legged really... people go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I flipped out and I was like, no, I'm not sitting there. I'm not going. I got in my car and I was like getting ready to leave. And my one other friend came over to me and was like, no, like, please don't leave. Like, come in my car. I'll make room for you. Like, you won't have to be squished, like blah, 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 whatever. And so I said, okay, fine. And I'll come. And unfortunately, the original car that I was supposed to be in the driver and everyone inside the car fell asleep and they got into a serious accident and the person who was driving was killed in the accident. Oh my God. And oh, how awful. I guess at the time it just hadn't really occurred to me, but like later, like I was like, why did I make such a fuss about getting in my friend's car? That was something I did all the time. Like we would always squish like 10 people in a car to like go someplace, whoever had a car, you know, it wasn't like we've never done that before. So why, what possessed me at that moment to be like, no, I'm not going. And to the point where I was in my car ready to go home, I was not going with them. I was not sitting there. And the other friend, like, it's not like she had a larger car, but it's not like I had a great spot, but for some reason that seemed better to me. Mm-hmm. So I always feel that something saved me. Some Somebody, something came down and told me like, Gina, do not get in that car. Absolutely. And it always, I- in in my dark times, as, as we all have them, 
I always think back to that and I say to myself, they saved you for a reason. You're Mm -hmm. here for a reason. Mm -hmm. So figure out what it is. (laughs) (laughs) But there is a reason why you're here. Somebody wanted you to stay here. You're here for a purpose. Absolutely. And I feel like it's so funny that you say that you always sat in the middle as a short girl. I know we always get the hump. We always get the middle and the back seat. (laughs) And then, and you did it all the time. But why did you flip out that one time? Why did, what, what, it's like, you probably might've been saying to yourself later, I might be looking at this and saying like, why did I act like that? But it's almost like someone was making you act like that because it wasn't your time. It wasn't. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That I did, I did think of like that. Like, why did I act like that? Like my friends must hate me. They must've thought it was ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, if mm-hmm. I was in that spot, I probably would have been thrown into the windshield. In recent years, I think therapy has become so much more acceptable and common. And it's, and it's thankfully, people are more willing and open to go. But I would hope that back then, or even now, people acknowledge that that was a trauma that happened yes. to you at a young age. And that there has to be a way to work through it, even for even for no matter what age you are, to know someone who died suddenly is is traumatic at any it age. It is. And it's something you have to work through. Absolutely. Have you had therapy? Are you willing to um yes. I've I've been to therapy for a variety of reasons, not just that or when I was younger my parents got divorced so I was in therapy for some time about that and you know and more recently I think it's good to talk to somebody that's Mm -hmm. not related to you that doesn't have any stake in the game so to speak who can give you even more than a friend you know I mean friends Mm -hmm. can give you great advice Mm -hmm. but they're sort of they have a bias you know and Sometimes speaking to somebody, a professional, they don't have that bias. They can be more objective. They don't know all the players in the game. If you were talking to your friend about something a boyfriend did, like they might have feeling towards your boyfriend that may be positive or negative that might skew their advice. Whereas a therapist only knows what you're telling them and is getting the experience from your point of view. And I think it's good for anybody just to talk to, to a professional Whenever they feel like they need it. I so agree. And it's so funny that you talk about the boyfriend issue. I feel like friends have such a bias. Either they're the type of friend who are like, he's a jerk, leave him. Or maybe it's a kind of situation where if I say he's a jerk, you're going to be mad at me and still be with that guy. So go to therapy and talk about it with a third party who says, run for the hills. This guy is right. <laughs> And your friend can't say that. So yeah, an, an objective third party is so helpful. We talked a little bit before we started recording, but about anxiety and depression and how it's so common. And especially for, you know, like I, I've had anxiety my whole life. I didn't even realize it until my late twenties that not everyone else was like this. Like I just assumed everyone was just living in a state of flight or flight all day, every day. At work. <laughs> like I just assumed that was normal. That's just like my baseline. And it's so funny because I, see, I had the opposite, whereas like, I felt like I was the only person who felt that way. (laughs) But it's so funny because I felt that way, but I also felt like everyone else handled things better than I did. So I was yeah, yeah. So I would think like, 
doesn't everybody feel this way? And then I would think like, well, everybody else just handles things better. It, I, I didn't really understand my anxiety for so long, but I yeah. love that you want to make people feel less alone. And it's, it's so admirable and helpful and, and helpful. Like that, it helps so much to know that other people feel that way. So did you always have anxiety? I think I have gotten more anxiety as I've gotten older. Mm. I don't think I had it as much as a kid, right? but definitely as an adult, I've had it, but I don't know that I always understood that it was anxiety. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was my personality. So maybe <laughs> that's why I kind of felt like it was just me. Like, oh, that's just me. That's just how I am. Exactly. I've said that so often. I've been like, I I think that's just my personality. Like I've said that to doctors. I've said that before. That's so funny to do that. Yeah. So like I just, I was always thinking like the worst situation, you know, the worst Mm -hmm. scenario that could come out of a situation (laughs) and I, it would, it would paralyze me. And I still, I mean, I still experience that, you know, today, it's not like I'm a completely recovered person, but I think I'm just more self-aware now Mm -hmm. and I think that yoga and meditation which I also do has helped me with some of that with just being more self-aware and I'm into journaling too I don't know if you journal but it it just is something that I think helps us to get our feelings out and kind of rationalize them to ourselves on paper I think sometimes Mm -hmm. when you read something you're like oh okay you know kind of reading it over and also what's great is like go back a month in your journal or three months in your journal and read something that you wrote and you're like oh I felt that way oh okay you know that's interesting Um, I don't journal regularly but I did keep a diary when I was young on not a regular basis and then I would go back and read it and be mortified so I feel like I'm like a little averse to journaling but I I'm such a proponent of it at the same time. It's so weird. I'm always kind of like listing things I'm grateful for, but I really should write out my thoughts and not worry about feeling shame. That's, you know, that's the, just write it. If that's who you were at the moment, just let it out. And you don't even have to go back and read it, but it sounds like it really helps you understand your thoughts. Yes. And gratitude is like a big thing. Like I'll very often just write like three things I'm grateful for today. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a great thing to look back on if you're having a bad day, like Mm -hmm. go back and look at three things you were grateful for last week or last month. And do you still have those things? Okay. Well then things aren't so bad, are they? Yes, it's true. So you, you went through this, this dark place a couple of years ago and yoga really helped you. It, it saved me. I was just, I felt so depressed and I felt like just like nothing was going right. And I just didn't, I didn't want to leave my house. I mean, I mean, I went to work, but like Mm -hmm. other than work, I didn't really want to leave my house. I was very solitary and that's not my personality really. I'm not Mm -hmm. really a solitary person. I like being around my friends and I like being around people, but I just couldn't get out of this funk I was in. And somebody posted that they were doing this 30 days of yoga online thing. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm home every day. So I might as well do something (laughs) like, let me try this. And I did yoga for 30 days straight. And I just, I loved it. It just helped me so much. It changed my head. And I just, I said, wow, like this had such an impact on me. 
I could share this with other people and then they could have that same feeling. I thought about becoming a, a yoga instructor, you know, and just sort of like a fleeting moment. And then like one of those signs, I received an email from a yoga studio that I had gone to once upon a time and they were starting their first yoga teacher training oh. and we're having an information session for anybody who was interested. And I said, hmm, maybe I'll go check it out and see what it's all about. What a coincidence, I, but not really. <laughs> not really. No, no, no. It was a sign. Um, and so um, and so I did it. And here we are about yeah. three years later, and I'm a, a yoga instructor. And like That's I said, I don't awesome. do it full time. I do it part time, but I love, I love when I do it. And it feels yeah. good for me and hopefully feels good for my students. So I'm sure it does. Yeah. What is it about yoga that you think got you out of that place? I think part of it is just quieting your mind. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a big, which I guess a lot of people who maybe aren't into yoga or have never done yoga don't realize it's, it's not really about your body. Mm. It's about your mind and you're using your body as a tool to help your mind. That is the whole basis of yoga. It like literally has nothing to do with your muscles or being bendy or anything. It has to do with quieting your mind. And, and, and meditation is a tool for quieting your mind. Mm -hmm. Breath work is a tool for quieting your mind. And the movements that we do, the yoga movements or the asana is another way to quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. And, and that is what it did for me, listening to an instructor call out poses. And you have to, you're thinking about how do I get into this pose? Am I going to be able to do this? And then you have to, my hand goes where? My foot goes where? I look where? Okay. And by the time you get into it, now it's time for the next pose. And then you're trying to get that. And you're not thinking about all the other crazy stuff that is going on in your head. And yeah. it just gives you that half hour, 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half, whatever, of silence in your mind. Yeah. And That's then what I have you such real- a hard time with. I can't. Yeah. I can't turn my silence. Off. Yes. <laughs> I get so easily uh, bored, but I think it's because I can't quiet my mind. Like, that's the problem. Yeah. And I felt that way a lot, too, before this. And I maybe when you're desperate enough to get your mind to shut up, it works for you when you're in that desperate situation where you just you can't do it anymore. You yeah. you need something, anything that will give you an answer, and it's it's there for you. So. Yeah, I need to give it another try because I think it would be so beneficial to me. Because I I notice you know sometimes I'm so in my head. I say this a lot. Like if I'm walking down the street and I'm not listening to the leaves rustling or the that I have to to consciously say, like, listen to the sounds around you, get out of your head, stop writing that email in your head. And I feel like that's what I I do during yoga. And I have to listen to the teacher, listen to the quiet, that that takes you to such a healing place. Yes. And do you find it hard to meditate? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a pretty dedicated meditator. And I do all different kinds of meditation and I, I love signing up for a challenge. I don't know why. Like right now I'm doing Oprah and Deepak have a 21 day meditation challenge. Sign me up. You know, I love, I love the, those meditation challenges. I, I use an app. I use the unplugged meditation app and there's a bunch of different apps, but 
I like guided meditation. Mm -hmm. If you're not a good meditator, guided meditation is the way to go. Yeah. Um, Unplugged. I like that name. Unplug is, yeah, use unplug, but you want a guided meditation if you're, if you can't silence your mind by yourself, Mm -hmm. because if you're just putting on a timer and meditating and all you're thinking about is all the stuff that you have to do that day, Mm -hmm. that's not really helping. I mean, you are, no matter what, you're going to think thoughts. That's just the way our bodies work. Yeah. We're constantly thinking. But it's about, the meditation is about having the thought and then just letting it pass. Yes. And then maybe another thought comes, but let it pass. Not holding on to the thought. Yeah, I have to work on the let it pass. So I've been doing the mala, the um, 108 and the insane And I come up with great ideas during the mala. I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea for a story. That's such a good idea for, a, and I just think of, and I, I have to let that. Okay. I almost so, want to, I grasp onto the idea, but I'm like the mala like helps me come up with great ideas. Yes. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because somebody I'm uh, friends with who's a business person had posted a question on LinkedIn and he said, uh, where do you come up with your best thoughts? And I said, during meditation, <laughs> like, where do I call my best ideas during meditation? So uh-huh. when you do that, here's my suggestion for you. Uh-huh. Sometimes, like if I'm in that kind of mood, I meditate with my journal next to me. And if so I have a thought, okay stop. Okay. I, I turn to the journal, I write down the thought, and then I go back. Nice. Because sometimes oh, you're just in a, sometimes you're just in a place where it's just not going to pass. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But, you know, maybe you need to have that thought at that moment. Yeah. But, you know, but you have to, like, you have it, you write it down, and then you've got to move on. And you can go back to it later. You can go back to that story idea later or that email you have to write later. Just write it down and move on. So I always think of when I'm meditating and I have those thoughts, and the thought comes into my head, I put the thought in a balloon, and -hmm. then I let the balloon go. This is a visualization. Yeah. Yeah, So it just gives you that visual. Like I'm thinking about that email I have to write. Oh, it's in a nice red balloon on a string. I let the balloon go up into the air and now it's gone. And now I have a quiet mind. Yes. Till the next book. (laughs) I'm such a nerd too. I'm like, if I stop doing the mala, will it like not count? Or like, I I have to remember that. This is my practice. And if I ha- if I do it that way, it's not wrong. If I stop and write a note down, it's not like messing up the mala. Like I have to start from the beginning or something. I can just keep going. Right. Yeah. I think that perfection stops a lot of us from doing uh-huh. things that would be yeah. really helpful for us. Like something like meditation, like people are like, well, I can't stop having thoughts. So I'm just not going to do meditation. Well, isn't it better to keep the notebook next to you, write down the yeah. thought and then go back to your meditation than not to meditate at all? Exactly. Yes. And I struggle with that myself, you know, the idea of perfection. And if we can't get it perfect, why bother doing it in the first place? <laughs> right. But yeah, you gotta let that go. Gotta let that shit go. Then, yeah. you know. <laughs> so true. I went to this podcast movement and we were chatting about some of the things that I learned and you're thinking about starting a podcast and I think you would be wonderful. And now talking to you, I can tell you would be fantastic. And I can't wait to listen to your podcast. You're going to do it. So what would, if you could explain to listeners what it would be about? 
I just want to make everyone feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, you know, the basic concept. Like, you are not alone. All of those thoughts that you have, somebody else is having those thoughts too. Mm -hmm. And a really great quote that I love is that you've survived 100% of your hardest days. I love that. And it's true. Like, Mm -hmm. you may have had really bad days, but you've survived them. Yeah. And you're going to survive this one and you're going to survive the next one, you know, and and we can still, even though we have, may have anxiety or may have, you know, maybe we have a hard life. Maybe we have a sick parent or a sick child or, you know, there's so many things that can happen in our lives, lose your job, you know, that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's the end of things. Right. You know, we can still be successful. We can still have dreams. We can still accomplish goals, Mm -hmm. even though we have those difficulties. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's just what I want to share with people. I just want to share that with people and, you know, you'll be great at it. And I think you have, you know, it's always, people are always talking about the tips and tricks that people want. People want to listen. People want to consume content that helps them. And coming from your perspective, I think you have the tools to help people. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that um, part of what had stopped me for a while, I've wanted to do this. And part of what stopped me is I felt like, well, I'm not a professional. Like I don't have a degree in anything that pertains to this, like my degrees in communications and in education. <laughs> like I don't, you know, like I don't have, you know, a psychology degree. So therefore uh-huh. I can't share, you know, and that's just a, you know, like a limiting belief that I've, yeah. you know, given to myself because uh-huh. I do have a lot of things to share. I have a lot of life experiences to share and, and that is what resonates with people, yes. not a degree. And I have the same, I, I have to catch myself with certain limiting beliefs. I'll say, who am I to have this podcast signs from the other side? I'm not a medium, but not being a medium, not being a psychic medium is exactly the strength of this community. I talk to dead right, people because I'm not a psychic. And this is a place right. for all people who are not psychics to share their stories and show that we can all talk to them. Exactly. We all have signs. Yes. So I had been I had been talking to you a little bit about numbers. Like, yeah. Do you do you believe in numbers? Yeah, I met nine? my husband on seven seven oh seven. Oh my goodness! And it's so, been a recurring sign for us for quite some time. I've seen you know like numbers, and but recently it's been intense. Every day I look at the clock, and it's eleven eleven or it's one eleven. Oh. Every single day. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I've just, it's just been so hardcore, like the past, like (laughs) two weeks, maybe. So like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Sometimes the ones are supposed to be angel numbers. So that represents the angels are, are with you at 1111 or 111. And I'll think, what am I thinking about at 1111 or 111? It's either something I, it's a good thought and I have to keep going with that, or it's a thought that is a limiting belief or something that I have to work on. So I always catch myself, if I look at the clock and it's that time, I'll say the angels are trying to teach me something. That's a good sign. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I try to look and see like, what am I doing right now? Yeah, yeah. doing it, whatever it is. Yes, yes. (laughs) 
Oh, I love it. That's interesting that it's been so recently. Recently, it has been just a crazy amount. Every time I look at the clock, it's it's eleven eleven. It's one eleven. It's yeah four forty four. It's you know it's maybe they're trying to tell you start the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know you're doing cycle for survival. I am. I'm doing. I do it every year. This is my I think my sixth or seventh year doing it, and um, it's just such a great cause. It's uh, to raise money for. Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. It raises money for rare cancer research. And rare cancers are not as rare as we'd like them to be. And I think that everyone has somebody in their lives that either had cancer or has a family member who's had cancer or has experienced it in some way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so we ride so that that's not true anymore. And yeah. hopefully someday we won't have to lose our friends or our parents or our grandparents for yeah. our children to cancer. Yes, I so, love that. Uh, I'll yeah, include so the we'll link be, in the show notes. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll be riding at the end of the month uh, right here on Long Island at Equinox in Woodbury. My team is called Soul Survivors, and we're called mm-hmm. Soul Survivors because we all met at Soul Cycle, and uh, we have several cancer survivors on our team. Oh so. wow. I'll definitely include that in the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to promote? Thank you so much. No, people just can follow me on Instagram. And I love sharing, as you know, inspirational things. And if anything resonates with you, please feel free to reach out and send me a DM. I love talking to people. And it makes me feel good when something I say resonates with you. So I love when you share. Perfect. And it's at Gina Laurie. I'll put that in the show notes. Correct. Perfect. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy we're connected. Me too. I don't know how it happened, but there's a reason that it happened. I do believe that. And uh, I'm so, so happy that you asked me to do this today. It really means a lot to me. Oh, it means a lot that you're here. Thank you so much. So great talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Thank you again and sweet dreams.